Hi, I'm T2, and I support Jedex Grown Up through Patreon because they're super gentle to my wires and boards. I think you should too. Go to patreon.com forward slash Jedex Grown Up. Gen X Grown Up is a YouTube channel website and audio podcast you're listening to right now. All made for and by people who love exploring media, games, tech, and toys of yesterday and today through the eyes of Gen Xers who refuse to grow up. Your dinner cannot just be french fries. Basically, life sucks as a Welcome back, Gen X Grown Up Podcast listeners, to this backtrack edition of the Gen X Grown Up Podcast. I am John. Joining me, as always, is Mo. Hey, everybody. And you know that George is here. Hey, how's it going, guys? <laughs> as a kid, what could have been better than a new toy and a tasty snack? Well, how about a new toy for free with your tasty snack? In this episode, we're remembering all those cool toy surprises that were packed into the food we pestered our parents to buy. And there are so many of these to cover that George, Mo, and I could not do it by ourselves. So I've welcomed my friend Will from the Idiots Podcast. Will, how you doing? I'm good. Hey guys, and I'm surviving. You know, I've, I've I had a lot of those toys and cereal boxes, and uh, I don't have cancer from eating them, which is you know I think my mother's that's always good. Cereal from eating the toys. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yes. Yes. <laughs> wow. Stay tuned. They were very explicit back then. I guess that choking hazard was real. Will just swallowed right? every one of them. He never even saw it. <laughs> I don't have cancer. I didn't choke. So there, <laughs> Kellogg's, take that. What do you mean? There's a whistle. <laughs> <laughs> we have a lot of these to cover. And in fact, initially our concept was, hey, remember Cracker Jacks? And I don't think the toy surprises are in there anymore. And as we started to flesh this out, there are so many toys that came in boxes and on boxes and packed around and printed on, or you could mail away for. So this entire show, we're going to be remembering all of these ways that you could get some food, but also get some toys or prizes or gadgets or things that you can play with. And I am ready to get started. Will, you ready to kick this off? Let's do it. George? Sure, why not? <laughs> <laughs> Mo, are you any more excited than George or just about the same? I'm excited as long as we put food in quotes when we talk about it. Okay, fair enough. All right. <laughs> Honesty and advertising. We'll kick it off right after this break. Hello, and welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo. And for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book. And together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts. with new Incrediberry Purple. I'm the Purple Phantom. Give me Fruity Pebbles. The body is doomed. Here, you fiend. Mm, powerful purplicious taste. Bonnie? Power to the Purple. Oh, Fruity Pebbles cereal with new Incrediberry Purple. Part of this complete breakfast. Now, only from Pebbles. A dinosaur of a different color. My turn green. My turn purple. Wow. All color-changing dinosaurs. One free in each month box of Pebble cereal. 
to get the ball rolling, so many of these we are going to talk about, as we said, are toy prizes that you got along with the food. But as we were preparing, we realized, you know, there are a lot of toys where the food was the prize. It was the reverse. Not the least of which you've got to start with the Snoopy snow cone machine. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they tasted horrible, by the way. Well, it wasn't the snow cone machine's fault that they tasted bad. That was the syrup, really. <laughs> right, right. But if I remember right, you took ice and you yeah. put mm-hmm. it in the chimney of his doghouse. Yeah. And then you pushed the chimney apparatus down. Have the flu open. Right. And then yep. it, it shaved the ice yeah. and it came out of the round dog hole in the front, which. <laughs> the dog oh, hole. I know yeah. exactly, <laughs> right? <laughs> which is, which was what always discuss. like we would go and your friends would be like, look, I got a Snoopy snow cone machine and they'd be pushing the ice through it and that would be just falling out of the front of it. And you'd be like, I don't know if I really want to eat that, but then there, it's snow cones. So you got to eat snow cones, don't you? It's, you know, right. it's mandatory. You know, I probably made snow cones about three times with a Snoopy snow cone machine. And then I just made crushed ice and then I just right. made a puddle. <laughs> and then I'm like, why am I wasting time? I can just drink this syrup, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Most efficient way. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted a Snoopy snow cone machine, but my dad just handed me a hammer. <laughs> a hammer. Well, there you go. Here's a hammer and here's some Aunt Jemima. Just yep. mix those together. That's <laughs> you're, you're win. Done. <laughs> this is the way we did it when I was a kid. <laughs> In my day, right. Maple flavor snow cone. I don't think I've ever had that before. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's artisanal. It's well, yeah. one of the reasons I thought I wanted these. Maybe it was in the commercial that it seemed like you could be a little entrepreneur and you'd be selling it on the street. I don't remember if that yeah, was in the commercial. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. It was like the new lemonade stand for kids yeah. in our generation, wasn't it? Mm-mm. Yeah, Mm-mm. that didn't that, work. That would not at work. All. No. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it took like five hours to make a single snow cone. So right. Really. <laughs> and your product is melting. The business model really didn't work. Kids getting mad. I put my order in two hours ago, man. Where's my cherry? <laughs> Come on. You're getting a terrible Yelp review. Right. I'm going. To McDonald's. <laughs> and I'm here in Florida. I'm on the curb in Florida and it's 100 degrees outside. And I don't have ice and snow cone machine. What I have is syrup and a bucket of water. It's all I've got. So I'm not really doing anything out there. And a rusty chimney? What? <laughs> now, there was also Mr. Frosty, which was pretty much the same thing, wasn't it? It was still it was shaved basically ice. The same apparatus. It was just now the snow cone came out of his belly, I think, if I remember right, instead of out of the dog hole. Dog hole. That's better than a dog hole. I'll, I'll yeah. definitely take the. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they had all sorts. I mean, even I bought my daughter like a. Hello Kitty snow cone machine for some strange reason, which I still mm. think is... I don't want to know where that ice came from. Oh, You know, I don't know if he ever even opened it, to be quite honest. <laughs> really? <laughs> I think it's mm. still in my cabinet somewhere in the kitchen. Just it comes with the optional cat litter tray to catch the ice. Just sitting there, you know, waiting to make snow cones one day, I guess. It sounds like with the Mr. Frosty, you were eating out of his colostomy, maybe? Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Just a port on his stomach. Will, it's been nice having you on the show. It's too bad you've got to go. <laughs> nice to meet you guys. Click. Take care. <laughs> Maybe the biggest toy that made food that we cannot not mention is the Easy Bake Oven. Now, that, that was typically like a girl's toy. I'm using air quotes, but every time I had a friend who was a girl and I visited their house, I loved the Easy Bake Oven. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, as long as I got some cakes or something out of it, I I was happy with it. I I didn't ever own one or use one, but mm. I did have the neighborhood girl that was always hanging around with the guys. She mm. had an Easy Bake Oven, and we would all go to her house after the snow cone fiasco and like, hey, we need some palate cleansers. Can you can you make us some cupcakes or something? Yeah, sure. Yeah, oh man. And they were it was fine. It was just a, a really super hot light bulb. 
that it was just everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was. I think it was a 40 watt light bulb. You know, I wanted to say, I think John started this segment by trying to show off that he knew girls. <laughs> ah. Yeah, that didn't work out well at all. Like, you know, <laughs> humble brag. I had a friend who was a girl. That's right. I did. <laughs> the whole podcast has just been a ruse to lead up to how John could show off he knew girls when he was a kid. <laughs> Years of planning. I'm so proud. And we still don't believe him. <laughs> hey, now. <laughs> really just, it was a metal box with a light bulb in it, like you said. And, but invariably, I did not have the patience to wait for whatever cake they made. So what I normally yeah. had from Easy Bake Oven was a warm chocolate slurry that I would eat with a spoon <laughs> out of this little pan. It never finished cooking. Nothing with the word slurry is good, dude. Yeah. No, and you don't. were complaining about the Snoopy snow cone machine? Really? <laughs> it, it didn't come out of a dog hole, at least. It was kind of a <laughs> no, it just so. looked like what came out of a dog hole when you got done. <laughs> That's true. Ow. Yeah. So I'd say um, when my daughter was like six or something like that, you know, mm-hmm. we had a big Christmas and she literally got four Easy Bake Ovens for Christmas. <laughs> so you see how good my family is communication. That's one. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, uh, what do we do with the rest of them? And she's like, well, mm. we can give them to the other kids. I'm like, oh, I feel like I'm a good parent. <laughs> and what you should have done was harvested all of the cake mix out of it because that was the most expensive part. That was one of those models where they, you know, like a razor, you give away the razor and sell the blades. Right. The bake oven was cheap, but the refills, yeah. if you want to make more brownies or more cake than the one that came in it, oh, get your wallet out. Yeah. The people who developed that were the same people who developed printers and ink later on. Mm-hmm. Same deal. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. John, you seem to suspiciously know a lot about these Easy Bake Ovens, I must say. Listen, mm-hmm. I had a lot of friends who were girls. I did it! I finally got yeah. to do the podcast! <laughs> <laughs> I was saying, when you mentioned when we, when we were kids, you know, it was something that was marketed towards girls, but I know in the last few years, they made like a boys version, which is like hammered aluminum or something, you know, and racing stripes. <laughs> <laughs> you don't make cake, you make something else. I don't know what. But... <laughs> it's a, it's a microbrew. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Can you even buy a replacement light bulb for it anymore? Because they have all the, like the LED ones that take like 20 oh. years to cook a cake. <laughs> right. That's how they get you now. Now you got to go to them for the light bulb. That's how they get you. Maybe step two is place the cake in a microwave now. <laughs> right. Get right, right. all this done, put it in the LED, give it to your mom to put in the real oven, and then put it back in the oven. There you go. <laughs> There's one more I want to talk about before we get out of these toys that made food. And this is one that I had when I was very, very young. It was in the maybe mid-70s, mid to late-70s. You might have remembered there was a thing called Creepy Crawlers where you could make a uh, rubber toys oh, right. with this kind of like a like a molten syrup you would put in there. But later they turned that into this thing called Incredible Edibles that had kind of the same molds. They were like spiders and bugs and fish and whatever. And they had this other little syrup called gobbledygook, okay, that you put in here. And you made basically gummies. It was like making gummy worms and stuff. Did you ever have one of these or see it? No. No, nope, not at all. <laughs> I didn't have yeah. one, but I, yeah. I did want one. I remember when I was a kid. Oh, yeah? I remember wanting one probably like around eight or nine years old when I first saw them probably mm-hmm. on a commercial yep. or something. I wanted one, but never had one. None of my friends had one, so we missed out. I always thought about how dangerous it must be to have the molds where you could make either rubber toys or gummy worms in the same, like you have both of those toys, <laughs> what hilarity could ensue. Generally, I don't like eating imitation versions of things I wouldn't otherwise eat the real version of. So I wasn't interested <laughs> in eating a scorpion in real life or a worm. So yeah, so why it seemed distasteful. Like you look cool. You're like, I'm eating a bug. Ha ha ha. I went in that way, you're, but you're just <laughs> eating candy. So I liked it. That's some of the toys we remember that made food. But we get back from this next break, we're going to dig into what's probably the mother load of food and toy combinations, and that is the cereal boxes. (laughs) We'll do that right after this break. Are you tired of seeing your teen or young adult struggle on a path that clearly isn't the right fit? Is your teenager confused about which direction to take after high school? The future of work is changing rapidly, 
and our kids need to know all of the options available after high school so they're empowered to make the choice that is best for them. In each episode, we explore the latest trends that are shaping the opportunities of today and tomorrow. I'm your host, Betsy Jewell, and this is the High School Hamster Wheel Podcast. It's yum yum fun that is cool and and its name is the Snoopy Snow Cone Machine. You put ice cubes in and get a snow cone out. This is fun. Yum yum fun is what it's all about. Some assembly required, and you mix the punch flavor. It's yummy Snoopy. It's yum yum fun that is cool and yummy. and its name is the Snoopy Snow Cone Machine. Snoopy Snow Cone Machine comes with everything you see here from Hasbro. Before we get into like the mother load, there is like a subset of the cereal box toys that we should talk about, okay. which is the things that were actually on the box, not in the box, but uh-huh. on the box. Gotcha. All right. Like the mail away stuff that mm-hmm. I never right. did and always mm-hmm. wanted to. Oh, I definitely did. Right. Like send in like 12 proofs of purchase and box tops along with 1995 or whatever that it was. was terrible or, with that. I think one of my favorite topics in that area, though, were always the t-shirts or jerseys. Okay. I hated Wheaties the cereal. That's an awful damn cereal but they had the coolest sports jerseys that you could send away for they always had like Ooh, okay, famous yeah. athletes like hockey or basketball or whatever those jerseys were something i always wanted and i never ever got a single one because they what? were always too expensive for my parents really? to see, justify me sending something off that we may never get back because they were like 12 to 20 dollars i mean they weren't cheap at that point i found it hard to believe that you didn't get a jersey you were the most spoiled kid that i know, I know. wow <laughs> spoiled how the hell was i spoiled Jesus. <laughs> okay now will i know that you're just a visitor here but it's fair yes. that you know that george's mom would make him pork chops in a cooler for him to take what the to hell school. does that have so to do they... with sending off something <laughs> to get a jersey from a cereal box <laughs> wait, wait that's just wait because a second. we had a grocery store and we had free meat we didn't have a lot of money mm. Mm. Wait, the cooler uh, you'd, you'd bring to school is everything you'd have raw pork in a cooler not <laughs> raw <laughs> pork she would cook the pork chop oh. in the morning i said put mm-hmm. it in a small igloo lunchbox container thing and ah. i would take it to school and i would mm-hmm. microwave it to warm it up and i would eat it and with that's a tablecloth perfectly normal and will, truffles and if you don't and like it you can get the hell out of this pocket and a candelabra it was a yes, wonderful it's great. <laughs> a little flower a little rose that he would i'm gonna take that candelabra and do something with it for I you i think what's Jeez. really happening george is the rest of us are realizing our mothers didn't love us. That's basically what it is. Thank you. That's probably exactly right. (laughs) You know, I never sent off for a t-shirt or a jersey, but I'm sure I sent off for a couple of things. At this point, I can't remember what the thing was. But it's the experience that I remember of, okay, I'm collecting these box tops and I've, I've got a Ziploc bag where I'm putting them in there as I get new cereal boxes. And then finally I have enough and you send away for it. And it's how long? Always. Four to six Four weeks. To six yeah. Four to six weeks. weeks. Yeah. Forever. Mm-hmm. Forever. Yeah. So by the time you get it, it's like, oh my God, I forgot this was even a thing I was mm-hmm. waiting for. And it was like a present to your future self of a stupid, <laughs> yeah, a metal toy that you didn't play with more than five minutes. I just re-experienced that this year when we bought my son's senior class ring and football letterman's jacket those things took forever to get it was like i got it i got his jacket in like two days ago and i was like what the hell is this i'm opening up i didn't order anything on amazon recently what is this giant freaking jacket i'm like the thing from the cereal box that's what i said <laughs> to this day i still have something i sent away for really? oh what? it was a frosted flakes iron on transfer oh wow oh you had to send off for the iron on wow huh. that, that's what i recall yeah I, I believe the letter i have a letter that came with it i was an unusual child who i think just liked to get mail 
email. You know, maybe it was mm, like John yeah, with yeah. girls. I wanted to pretend like I had friends or correspondence. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. And, and my prison pen pal had stopped writing me back. Oh, wow. that's, that's sad. Yeah, I have this. Uh, it's just like Tony the Tiger, but I've never used it. So it was almost, it almost seems like maybe I just wanted to have it and not necessarily right. use it. I don't know. No, I definitely get that. That's awesome. Yeah, well, did you still have it is cool. And it, you never, how you resisted ironing it on some, you know, some V-neck t-shirt <laughs> that your mom got you from Woolworths is unbelievable and it's still pristine. <laughs> At this point, it's probably yeah. worth the money, probably a dollar or two. Yeah, at least. <laughs> so the problem we had in my family is that my parents were like, one, they rarely bought the sugar cereals. Mm, right. Like for us, it was always like cornflakes. Yep. But when they did, it wasn't consistent enough to send away. So all I need is eight box tops and I've had six for like eight months. <laughs> <laughs> and now the offer's over. Damn it. And the offer's over. Yeah, exactly. Mm. There were also some things, though, that you didn't have to send off for that count as on the box, I would say, is rather than mm. inside the box. And that yeah, would right. be things like cutouts. Specifically, oh, right. I remember the mass that you would get. John, I know one of your favorite cereals was Count Chocula. That's right. And mm. they always, especially around Halloween, they would put those little dotted lines on the back of the box. And you knew what that meant. There's my Halloween costume. There we go. <laughs> yeah. I had a full set of monster cereal masks. Did I you? had Fruit Brute, I had Boo Berry, I had Count Chocolate, I had Frankenberry. You do, you cut them out of the back and the eye holes you can never get right so they're kind of gouged because you got to right. get those. And then you have a rubber band that's way too tight for your head and you put that on the sides. <laughs> <laughs> and then you put them on and it looks like you've been compressed inside of yes. a Frankenberry vice right, right inside. <laughs> but it was free. It was a free toy that came with my cereal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was almost instant gratification because the only problem was you couldn't cut it off the back of the box until you had finished the cereal because you were afraid that the little bag inside would rip and everything would spill oh, out no, your no. mother. I'm willing to bet that John has a workaround for this. Oh, yeah, I, have, I, I worked that out. <laughs> I, that I didn't doubt. <laughs> I talked my mom into buying Tupperware that we could transfer the cereal into the Tupperware so I could go ahead and get the box. <laughs> Who's spoiled now? Mm. You getting extra cereal containers? I didn't yeah, get that. I was a little spoiled, too. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Did any of you guys ever get a record off of a, of a box? I know yeah. that mm-hmm. uh, I have a vague memory of getting one, and then my dad refused refusing to let me try to play it on his uh, turntable because he didn't want to damage his stylus. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> that was my experience. Today, Not too. only right. did I get one, I still have mine. Ooh. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Spooky stories. That's right. You've talked about that before. You're the spooky story. How have we not yet captured the spooky stories record and given it to our patrons? We absolutely I should do that. I got to go find it somewhere. Oh, it's somewhere. Probably buried somewhere with Will's iron on. So we'll <laughs> find it eventually. Well, how did this, how did it work? It was just a plastic overlay on the back of the box. You would okay. cut it out and it was almost always a square. Right. Always made it cool because it's not the yep. same shape as a normal yep. record. Now I remember. Vaguely the shape of a 45. Right. You put it on your little record player after you cut it out and the little plastic film that was sitting on top of the cardboard was where the ridged parts right. were. And yep. that's what would yep. transfer the sound. Mm. It sounded terrible. Yep. <laughs> oh, they were awful yeah. sound quality. But it was a free record. But it was awesome. Yeah. The, the, the story, the spooky stories were great. I've heard a few samples of them online where of course the internet is great because some where someone is a fanatic about something and that you want to hear about and they've yeah. captured it. And I've heard a few of those. They're all so innocuous and it's just like, mm. hey kids, we're going to check out what's going on with Booberry today. And like, woo, and it's it's not exciting. If you had bought it as a toy and paid for it, awful. If you got it for free on a cereal box, best thing in the world. Yep. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Of the stuff that you would cut off of boxes, you got masks and you got little puzzles maybe that you would draw on the outside of boxes or something like that. These were by far the Cadillac of 
cut off the box prizes from cereal back then. Oh, I think so. See, the ones I really liked though was the ones that you kind of were cut off, but then you fold them up to make something. Oh, right. Yeah, like mm. make a little car or yeah, make, make a little, little car uh, or figure or something. Christmas, right. and you'd very yep. have like a sled with the Fruit Loops toucan on it or something. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. Right. Yes. right. Or a board game on the back of the box and you cut out the little pieces and you could play a board game with a spinner mm-hmm. and everything. I had one of those too. Yeah. Oh, man. Thank you, Toucan Sam. <laughs> we tried that, but the games usually were horrible and they were all just like one big advertisement. Yeah, it, it was candy land. There was You're there. on Space 3. Go eat more cereal. You know? Right. <laughs> eat more cereal. <laughs> Tell your mom to send us $5. Here's the address. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Oh, go back two spaces. Your parents are awful if they don't buy you this. You know? <laughs> All the outside of the box stuff was really awesome. I think it was some of the best parts of cereal because what attracted you to want to buy the cereal in the first place was what was on the box. So it was either, mm-hmm. you know, an advertisement for what was in the box or the actual things that you could do. I remember I had friends that were devious little bastards. I would never do this, but they would <laughs> oh, go no. to the store oh, yo, and no. <laughs> cut them up in the store when nobody was looking and take them. Wow. Oh, what? Yeah. No, that definitely, that sounds like George projecting something he did on someone else. It really me. does to yeah. <laughs> No. There was just a recent story. Uh, I'm trying to think of what it was. It was uh, Cinnamon Toast Crunch, I think, and and, and similar uh, cereals from that same brand are giving, this is like within the last couple of weeks, giving away a PlayStation 5 and a news story where kids were going, presumably kids, it could be, it could be adults. <laughs> Cutting or or ripping open the boxes in stores to see if they had the code inside to get the PlayStation. Oh, wow. And just Mm -hmm. abandoning the cereals on the shelves. I could totally see that. Not cool, dude. Poor Cinnamon Toast Crunch. (laughs) (laughs) You've got questions. We've got answers. Business leadership, ownership, and sales can be challenging. Tune into the Accelerate Your Business Growth podcast to learn from the world's experts. Join me, your host, Diane Helbig, as I chat with people who have expertise in various areas of business. You'll enjoy the lively conversations that are focused on providing you with the ideas, tips, and suggestions you need to realize greater success. Get what you need for your business when you need it from the people who have the answers. Accelerate Your Business Growth is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network and is available on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And that was for all the kids at Central High. And kids, if you enjoy good music and good cereal, here's an offer you won't want to miss. <laughs> now you can get all the monkeys' greatest hits free on post alphabets, honeycombs, and frosted rice crinkles. Let's listen. <laughs> Twelve great songs, four on alphabets, four on honeycombs, four on new rice crinkles. One song free on each box. The monkeys' greatest hits, free from those music lovers at post. And now for Judy and Paul, Sam and Pat, Solomon. Gentlemen, we've talked about stuff that was on the box and stuff you had to send away to get, but Mm-mm-mm. now it's time to get into the smorgasbord <laughs> of surprise toys when it comes to food products, and that is cereal toys that were inside the box. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I think I'm going to kick it off with one of the ones that I remember the most because my mother absolutely hated this toy that came <laughs> in the box, and yet she continued to buy me that cereal as long as they had them in it, and that were the glow-in-the-dark wacky wall walkers. Oh, these yeah. Were these the wacky rubber, rubber sticky things. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You would hold them under a yeah. light for a while. Then you would yep. turn off the lights, which would piss your parents off as soon as you did that. You'd, oh, what are you turning the lights off for? I'm trying to do this or that. And then you take them and just hurl them as hard as you could at the wall. Yeah. 
and they would slowly peel off and roll down. Now they only did that one time successfully. After that, it was just <laughs> smack them, and they would either bounce off the wall completely, or they would just stick in place. the The whole rolling thing was a one time thing, and that was about it. <laughs> Wasn't it kind of like a little octopus? Sort of was they yeah. had different was the same ones. One you had? There was okay, an octopus. Yeah. There was a scorpion looking one, and yep. you know, just different shapes. But they were all creature esque. Mm-hmm. I would say. I had to deal with my mom when I, I threw it against the wall once and she's like, okay, that's not going to happen again. So what it worked out was <laughs> done. it was the sliding glass door. That was the safe space for wacky mm, wall walker. That's a glass is a good surface. Yeah. Yeah. It was great. Now, if you cleaned it up good, it was that weird rubbery sticky stuff that kind yeah. of rejuvenated it and you throw yeah. it against it and it would work its way down the thing. And you do that three or four times and go back and play. And then later there was like a slug trail down the sliding glass door where I didn't clean it up afterwards and she'd wipe down the glass and then I could play with it again later. <laughs> yeah, I remember it, it would go down, like George was saying, it would make it down, if it made it down the wall, once it hit the floor, it's covered in, you know, uh, exactly. dark hair or was on the floor. hair <laughs> and dirt. And, uh. and you're right, you could clean it with dish detergent. I remember they said somehow rejuvenated it, mm-hmm. but it never, it had like a shelf life or half life. Yeah. You know, like every time you <laughs> use it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was thinking George's mom was like, turn the lights on, I'm making pork chops. <laughs> yeah, she, she was. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I can't see if it's pink inside. I get your lunch ready damn it that's right <laughs> these things got to cook for 45 minutes <laughs> i have to ask did anyone have like a special technique for getting the prize out of the cereal box mm. before you ate down to it oh yeah uh, you know john had like 27 tupperware containers so <laughs> mine's easy right? I, yep i just dumped it in the tupperware and exposed the oh. toy it was really easy as an only child it's really easy oh see i had brothers so we you had brothers yeah. that was your technique yeah they were just everybody was going for it whoever got the scoop was the one who got the prize I'm no, guessing. it was it was a cage match. Let me tell you, it was <laughs> because you know if my dad was around, then it was almost like a subversive kind of cage match where it's like we pass a cereal box around and then you're trying to pour it out just so the prize would come out when you're pouring. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like yep. you were playing hot seat or something where you walk around the it chair. Was. <laughs> it was like it was like and then if you didn't get it, pretty soon your bowl's like overflowing because you're trying to do this. <laughs> I'm that hungry, Dad. You made sure you got the biggest bowl from the cupboard before you sat down for breakfast that morning. <laughs> I'm ready. Punch bowl and a gallon of milk. I'm ready to go. <laughs> I was a master of getting the prize out before you even consumed any cereal. You know, I did the technique really? where you kind of pushed it open, you pushed it on the sides and it popped open kind of like a vinyl record, you know, sleeve wood. Mm-hmm. It opens uh-huh. up like a big mouth and then you just start to shaking. And once you you, get, uh-huh. you can get the cereal, there's so much air in those bags. You can get the, a la- the cereal down to a thin layer of cereal without getting it to spill out and reveal the prize. And that's when you work your little hand down in there and retrieve it. One of the things that's unusual for me to have gotten excited about getting in cereal boxes was sports trading cards. I was not into sports. Mm -hmm. My dad wasn't into sports. But again, it's kind of like with the, maybe with the Frosted Flake Iron On, it was more about getting it, you know? So I remember getting the baseball and I think maybe even football. It was kind of early 80s. They came out with this new technology of having like, I think what they called like 3D or holographic cards. Oh yeah. Yeah. That they had in some of the, I didn't know who any of these characters were. Were, any of these, <laughs> any of these players were, but I, I wanted those. I, I coveted those yep. cards. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I remember the first time I got a Johnny bench trading card. That was the thing. Cause I was a catcher in baseball and Johnny mm. bench was the guy back in the seventies. So mm. yeah. I was like, oh, Johnny Bench. And I got like, I think I ended up with like three or four of them at some point and traded them all away for different things. But Well, he was huge. Remember, he was on that TV show. So I think he was like one of the few players I knew because he was on that TV show. Um, where he would teach like life lessons to kids through sports somehow. You remember that? I can't oh, remember what it was called. Yes, uh, yes. I yes. do remember, I remember that, that now. That. Yeah. yeah. 
I think he even taught them some baseball techniques on right. the show or something. Yeah. yeah. The, the baseball mm. bunch. I just peaked. That's what it is. Yeah, it's, I was baseball, the baseball bunch. bunch. Wow. Yep. There we go. Mm. It was like a Saturday morning kind of thing where like 11 to 30 would come on. <laughs> Those things were awesome. After the good cartoons. Yeah, right. Well, <laughs> <laughs> depending on what year you're talking about. I True. Guess. Yeah. Yeah. Dungeons and Dragons came on at some point around 11 or 1130. That was like the last one for mm. me. Yeah. And yep. it was lunchtime. And see, cartoons and cereal and prizes, that all goes together. I was thinking that a lot for me because I was thinking about the toys that I mostly had were driven. This is not, I'm not saying anything would surprise you. It was driven by the cereal that you liked, right? I wouldn't oh, hunt yeah. down cereal based on toys. My mom would, I guess my mom was ranking low pretty here, but I didn't get pork chops. She did let me have sugar cereal. <laughs> oh. I don't know that they let me throw a uh, wacky wall walker uh, more than once. But so I loved Fruity Pebbles. So I had collected a ton of Fruity Pebbles toys just by the nature of the fact that I loved that cereal. So whatever oh, toy they okay. had would mm-hmm. be the one I'd want up getting. Uh, yeah, see, I sense. always chased the toy more than the cereal. As long as it was a cereal mm. I could tolerate, because I even went Wheaties, remember? And that was... Yeah. Which is shredded cardboard, basically. Yeah, yeah. that's not... <laughs> yeah, it was right. terrible. It's an empty box. Inside it says, eat the box. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it was always about the toy chase for me more than it was the cereal. Really? Mm. You know, yeah. I, I kind of align a little bit more with Will because I told you that I loved, we did a, God, how long did we do the backtrack about cereal specifically? And I told you my favorite was, you guys remember the name of my favorite cereal? Oh, jeez. You made it's funny? that really long name. That's the one. Oh. Grins and Smiles and Giggles and Laughs. That was my favorite yeah. stupid yeah. cereal. Wow. And they had magnets in there. The toy you'd get in Grins and Smiles and Giggles and Laughs, I, there's a, needs to be a shorter way to say that, was magnets of all of those characters that you would get. And because I liked the cereal, the, I suddenly I liked the toys and I wanted all the magnets. Yeah. Hmm. For me, it was things like, all right, so one I remember, Sugar Smacks. It wasn't my favorite cereal in the world. Didn't really like it that much. Mm, okay. But at one point in the 70s, they had Star Trek badges, like little pins, not the oh, communicator okay. badge, but like yep. a little circle pin with, with Kirk and Spock and McCoy and those kinds of things. Got it. I love Star Trek. Couldn't watch it very often because like I've said in the past, my father, we had one TV and it was mm-hmm. dad's TV on Star Trek day. So didn't get yep. a chance to watch it that often, but... Star Trek badges were those little pins, man. I wanted every single one of them. I think I got two, maybe. I think I got a Kirk really? and a McCoy, oh. <laughs> but I didn't like that cereal that much, but <laughs> I wanted those badges, so I kept trying. So often these toys I think I would get, and I loved getting it. I'm like, this is the coolest thing ever, and about 14 minutes later, it's it's sitting in the corner, and I never looked at it again. It was the getting <laughs> of it. But one thing I did actually play with is, I gotta know what cereal it was, it was the mini Frisbee. Maybe like oh, four yeah. inches in diameter. Mm-hmm. They didn't fly very well though. Yeah, it was, it was, they were difficult. They were so small, but there were probably two or three different cereals that produced those. I know Flintstones had it. Did they? Yeah. yeah. It was like, like a sticker on the top of whatever brand it was, some generic Frisbee they had. But I remember I actually had that Frisbee. It was always on top of my toy chest and I always threw it around and I would repurpose it. Oh, this is a UFO in this scenario I'm playing with. Or, oh, this is the dog bowl for, you know, G.I. Joe's. <laughs> for your snow cone from Snoopy. Right, to clean up my snow cones. It could be. That was what I always enjoyed, actually. <laughs> it was. I used to love still to this day my favorite cereal was Captain Crunch mm. okay yep mm. right oh, I yeah. love Captain Crunch and it was, when it was so, and when we got it like I said it was like a huge treat but every now and then they would have these rubber band racers do you remember those oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Right. Plastic I do remember those together. you had to find a rubber band that fit just so mm-hmm. yep. because yep. for some reason the one they it never came with one and then you just like wind it up and let the thing fly the rubber band racers yeah I, would, I could go for hours with that sucker mm. you know if you had two then man you were just there then you could race them now, I remember um, you know speaking about uh 
Fruity Pebbles, again, was one of my favorite cereals. So a lot of the things I got were things I, I used, like you're saying, John. One of the things I think was most sort of curious about something that came with the cereal was the uh, Fruity Pebbles toothbrush holder. Oh. So you think it's this over-sugary cereal that you're getting, and <laughs> it comes right? with something a dentist would provide in their office. But mm. it was pretty cool because it was the different characters like Barney or Fred, and they had their hands sort of molded in a little grip that your toothbrush could fit in it and rest in there. And I, I had that thing in our, our family bathroom holding my toothbrush, um, which, of course, after having the cereal, my mother would insist I went and brushed my teeth. So maybe that yeah, was Please go right connection. away. Promptly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can see your teeth corroding as we as you eat. So please go now. Right. Yep. <laughs> Flintstones, the Fruity Pebble cereal, they were a huge purveyor of toys. They probably have like 20 or 30 of the different things I looked up when I was doing research for this episode. They used to have these little things that were pivot point toys, I guess is what I would call them now. But you would get them together and they were in pieces. And you'd have to put them together. And then they formed that little grid-like structure that when you squeezed the backside of it, it would extend out. And when you opened it up, it would pull back a little bit more. Like an accordion grabber oh, thing? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Yes. And Flintstones yes. had one that was a rock grabber. Rock grabber, right. Oh, right. And grab little pebbles <laughs> and pull it up because it was, you know, from him digging at the rock the pit, you know. Down at the quarry. quarry. Right. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah. yeah. And you would use it to dig some cereal out of the box a couple of times and, <laughs> and then it broke. <laughs> then it broke. Now, yeah. Will, since you were a big fan of Fruity Pebbles, I got to ask, did you ever get one of those little coin purse things? Oh my gosh, them? yes. Yep, I did. I had at least two. <laughs> the one I remember the most was the Dino one. And it was, uh, you know, the shape of their face. And then the back right. of it sort of had a little opening where you could stick, you know, a few coins in there and pretty much it. I don't know that I had any coins. Just like uh, <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> the racer didn't come with the rubber band. He'd spin it all mailing away for his iron on. <laughs> yeah, yes. and they were that weird, hard kind of plastic. It wasn't it, like a it rubber ball plastic. It was a thick plastic, yeah. Yep. You'd squeeze the top and bottom of the cut and that would oh. pop it open. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. It was like a mouth opening. <laughs> well, it was the back of the head, but yeah. Yeah, but right. Mostly yeah. I would think I would just breathe into it, like kind of like doing like a whip it or something, you know, because that plastic <laughs> from China. Because <laughs> it, it had that, that rubbery smell from yeah. the mold. Yeah. And then go to elementary school like that. It's, it's like when you, you get a fresh Sharpie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you take the magic marker then and color the inside of it to get the extra high whenever you get used to the plastic. Oh my goodness. <laughs> this isn't enough kick now. I need this. Don't try this at home. <laughs> kids. Yeah. I put some molly glue inside of it. Now, now I'm thinking the snow cone, you know, selling uh, the snow cones on the street is just the front. Really what you have it's the kids come really. up with a snow cone yeah. Yeah. for an yeah. extra 25 cents to get to breathe into uh, your George's marker. Oh know. my goodness. <laughs> there you go. I remember I had a lot of sugar bear bike reflectors on the spokes of my bikes. You remember mm. those? Oh yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> and when you were a kid of that age during our era, your bike was everything. We've talked about that in other episodes. That was my car. Your bike yeah. was your freedom and everything. Right. So it was. Except Accessorizing that bike in any way, shape, or form that you could, that was gold. And now you get it for free with cereal that you like? Holy hell, mm-hmm. that's awesome. One of the things that always kind of like, okay, so I'm the like the city boy here, I guess, of this group. Because they had these things like the bike reflectors and like, oh, come dig in your yard with this toy. And I'm like, you know, don't they My yard. kids live in cities too and need different uh, toys? Because yeah. those are like totally mm. Were pointless. you whining about that? Or are you mad well, yeah, that yeah, because they... you get a thing and you're like, oh, I got a bike reflector, but I don't really have a bike to ride. So How, A oh. bike in New York City would have been awesome, I would think, right? You 
go further? Uh, you go around the block? All that stuff? Too crowded. Too crowded. Too crowded? Uh, no yeah. way to ride. I, mean, I had one when I got older. It's but... either in the street and get hit or pedestrians. Yeah. yeah. There really wasn't much sidewalk to, to ride on. And then if you did, there's somebody who was basically get pissed off. So kids so. in New York City yeah. didn't have bikes and they had to share cereal with 15 brothers and pour giant <laughs> bowls to try and get prizes is what I'm hearing. I don't think New York City was a great place to grow up as a kid. It has moments. We're running out of sympathy for you. I'm sorry. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm looking for any. <laughs> Another cereal that I thought tasted like shaved cardboard, but I love because of cool toys was alphabets mm. they always had some of the coolest things in there do you remember the thing they had that was like a printer or a code thing mm. anybody ever get one of those no i'm not familiar with that you one know, first of all i disagree entirely about the taste i loved oh alphabets <laughs> okay. they were like <laughs> frosted right. cardboard i mean they were, they were frosted true. cardboard totally okay. different. Yeah. Right. and i like to say that alphabets was the cereal for the intellectual child <laughs> they were educational because you could it was letters you could spell out the word shit in your cereal <laughs> hey that's what on. i did with my alphabets. <laughs> I was just actually, it's funny you say that, John, because I was just going to ask you guys if there's any prize you coveted and never got because alphabets was a cereal that had the one thing and I eat a lot of alphabets. I don't recall ever getting that. Uh, they called it the pocket printer. It was really like an embosser, but that That's was what the it was one called. thing yeah. I wanted and I don't recall ever getting. Mm. I never got one of those either, but alphabets wasn't a cereal. I looked at its box enough to know what toys were in it. Mm. It had like the letters on it, like you squished the paper between them, right? right. It was just making the letters. Yep. I think for sure I got one, but I it didn't leave a lasting impression. So it must have been, yep, I made letters. <laughs> Moving on. Where's my bike reflector? I think. The pocket <laughs> printer also didn't leave a lasting impression on the paper, which was one of the problems with the design. Right. <laughs> That's probably it. Yeah. A few seconds later, you couldn't read it. Unless you had one of those now, it'd be worth a fortune though. Well, sure. Here's something that I, I want to go find on eBay. This was one, you know, Will, you said things that we coveted that we always wanted but never got. There was a, a brand of cereal, and I can't remember which one off the top of my head now, but they had what they called mini computers. What? Yeah. Now, mm. what these were were essentially just calculators with maybe one other little baked in pseudo PDA oh. function or something like oh. a trivia game, maybe. Huh. Or oh, no. Things really? like that. They were very basic, but they called them mini computers and this was during you know the early 80s when all that stuff was getting hugely popular with home computers and pcs like the commodore 64 we've talked about in the past things like that i never got one of those i always always wanted one mm -hmm. it just didn't ring a bell to me but now i'm like you're right like, like where's ebay you got to look that up now that sounds like too much toy for a cereal box almost <laughs> i'm looking it up now because it's driving me nuts i'm trying to remember which cereal it was in i don't remember the mini computer but i think alpha you're Remind me, Alphabets had a, I think it was like, they called it a calculator. And what it was, it was kind of like the printer in a sense that it was like this strip of plastic where you'd have a piece of paper mm -hmm. in. But unlike the printer where you could feed your own paper in and press the letters, it had like a plastic that only revealed certain sections of a chart that they provided. So you could sort of slide it through the plastic device to reveal certain numbers. Uh, you know, okay. So two plus two yeah. equals four. It was huh. something like that. And I think they called it a calculator. Oh. Well, and that's essentially what they mainly were. They were just really pocket calculators with one other little function, like I was saying. Mm -hmm. I think another toy that I always wanted, and this one I actually did get, was the Kellogg Starbots. Do you guys remember these Transformer Starbots. knockoff things that oh, came in cereal? the robot guys. Yeah, Is before it? I could afford okay. Transformers, like before my parents would go out and buy, you know, Optimus Prime or Megatron or any of the others. Pork chops. Because mm -hmm. those were fairly expensive at that point. Shut up with your pork chops. <laughs> 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 you damn city boy who can't ride a bike. <laughs> hey, ooh. <laughs> anyway, the Starbots were Kellogg's answer to the Transformers phenomenon hmm. at that time. And they had 
five or maybe six different ones and they would come in different colors to add variety to it but it was really just five different figures or so and it was always fun for me to try and get those little toys at that time because for me the thing I enjoyed the most about Transformers even though I didn't have any right then were trying to move them into the different Mm. things that they could become that was not Mm -hmm. always easy and (laughs) these Starbots were even worse because the plastic you know the manufacturing wasn't great on these things obviously it would rather bend than actually shape into what you wanted they're flexible almost like I know this arm moves down and you couldn't get it to move down because some other piece was blocking it or something so it was a little frustrating but I wanted every single one of those Mm -hmm. you know there's one that I gotta make sure we cover is talking in serial here because it was probably one of my favorite ones to have or place to play with at least I talked about that I would throw them away and not look at them again remember the baking soda submarine oh yeah sure it is actually technically I think it's baking powder I always get that wrong Mm. but it's a baking something submarine is one of those that it was a little sub and it just through science right you would put the whatever (laughs) the thing the baking soda or powder whatever it was in there and then as it uh, chemical reaction with the water created oxygen and it would rise to the top it would vent that oxygen then it would sink to the bottom because it was heavy I had one of those sitting on the edge of the bathtub for probably my entire until I was 12 or so that I would play with in there even without the baking powder or baking soda yeah I I could never get them to work and I'm now thinking it's because I probably got the baking soda baking powder thing wrong (laughs) I was got it mixed up too I did too (laughs) you know I was like it's not working you know because I just saw the word baking and assumed I had the right thing he stuck it in the baking oven yeah exactly yeah I I remember them didn't have them Mm -mm. but you know you're talking about something that you used uh, you know you had it ready and available for me Mm -hmm. again it's going to sound like there was only one cereal I ate and by the way there's a a donut shop in my town that makes a uh, a, they make their own donuts and they put vanilla glaze on it and they cover it in fruity pebbles I get that every week that's uh, favorite donut by far so still but fruity pebbles I gotta say another one of the things I had and actually used unlike some of the other stuff that I just wanted to have was the fruity pebbles I guess they call like an ice mold or a a popsicle mold oh really it was sort of like again most of the things were like shaped like the characters so I think this was like their faces so you could have like a Barney face or Mm. I think it came Mm -hmm. with a plastic sort of a holder that you'd put in it and then you'd fill it I don't think it was two sides of a mold I think it was just one so (laughs) the tricky thing about this which would really drive my (laughs) yes well yeah the inset you know you could pour into it the thing that really drove my mom crazy is you know I'd pour some juice into it and then as a child trying to gently get it into the freezer without spilling it (laughs) everywhere inevitably (laughs) this would try I'd have to try like two or three times before having you know orange juice frozen at the bottom of the freezer but again I don't know if it tapped into my sort of uh, wanting to be an entrepreneur or just be independent as a kid but that was something I used all the time you know I don't need mom to go to the store and buy me popsicles I'll just use the orange Mm. juice she bought at the store and make my own right I'm I'm looking at some of them right here and they are the coolest looking little things there's the Barney one he's yellow Mm -hmm. I mean they got an orange one and a blue one in the pouch here on this thing but those are awesome they even like so is that a mammoth? Wow. They probably did more of them over the years as they went. But yeah, those are more for you cool. to collect, Will. You gotta hit up eBay and finish your collection <laughs> of ice right? molds and pretty pebbles. <laughs> <laughs> Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads. But this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on. We promise it will only take a few minutes, but the impact on our podcasts will be tremendous. As a token of our appreciation, we'll randomly select one lucky participant each month to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. 
We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show. Kellogg's Apple Jacks, made with real apples. An apply sweet part of this complete breakfast. Coming at you free, your own wacky wall walker. It tumbles and crawls down walls and even glows in the dark. It's wacky and free in Apple Jacks. We have covered toys that make food. We have covered toys on the food boxes. We've covered toys in the food boxes. But the absolute gold standard, at least for me when I was a kid, was Cracker Jack with a free toy surprise inside. Oh, yeah. Mm. Oh, when I first thought about this topic for a podcast, I'm like, oh, well, you know, I can talk about the fact that they used to be great prizes and now they're bad prizes. And then I found out in reading that since 2016, there has not been a toy in Cracker Jack at all. What a rip. Period. I mean, you might as well just eat Crunch and Munch now because yeah, it's better right. tasting it's the than same, Cracker right, Jack Exactly is. right. They started in 1912 putting out Cracker Jack. Jeez. And right from Jump Street, they had a toy surprise inside. Of course. And there's, if you, there's a graph of time, like as we go forward in time, that the quality of toy goes down just absolutely in parallel with that. It's just the later in time you got, the worse the toys got. In 1997, they changed them from toy prizes to prize inside because Frito-Lay bought them. And then it was just a pamphlet with like jokes and riddles. It wasn't even yeah. really a toy. It was oh, just a little paper mm-hmm. thing and you would tear yes. the edge of it what off. Yeah, I remember that. Oh, man. I just, mm. Do you remember getting mm. like Cracker Jacks? It was the same, like you were talking, Will. You mm. would rip open the top and you would kind of do the Mr. Mouth with it oh, to kind of yeah. juggle around the stuff <laughs> to find a little plastic sleeve inside so you could rip open right. and get that toy. And it was a plastic thing. It was garbage, but it was a free toy with a snack. So, John, did, did you otherwise enjoy Cracker Jacks? I just kind of remember. Did anybody eat the nuts in Cracker Jacks? I just remember the popcorn and eating around anything that might be healthy. I actually, I liked the, the nuts. <laughs> the nuts I were the part I liked. Better than yeah. the popcorn, oh. yeah. Do they still have the peanuts in them? They I, do, yeah. I would guess. There was a song, mean, it was, you know, popcorn, caramel, peanuts, and a prize. There was that little song. Oh, yeah. Will, you and I should have been next door neighbors. You could have eaten the popcorn, I could have <laughs> eaten the peanuts. That was the part I liked, actually. <laughs> Will, I wish you lived next door to me so I could eat the nuts. What the hell was that? <laughs> Easy now. <laughs> <my> Easy now. <laughs> Watch out for your dog hole, everybody. George is in town. <laughs> it, it, it sounds like a 70s commercial. We then bump into each other with our popcorn and nuts and a whole new uh, you know, food right. is created. That's right. Like a whole new, new food is created. Cup. It's the Reese's <laughs> Cup, right. Mm-hmm. You got near nuts in my popcorn. <laughs> the death knell for the toy in Cracker Jacks, though, 2013. It turned into, hold on now, is it in mm. the box? Is it on the box? A QR code printed mm. on the inside of the box. You scan what? for a stupid mobile game. Mm. So you got to cut apart the box to be able to scan the QR code for some lame mobile game That's advertising. It. Yeah. That's what became of the toy surprise inside of the Cracker Jacks. Until 2016, they phased that let's out, Let's be too. modern and hip and cool. They phased that and, out, too. Mm. Let's put a QR code on the box. The kids will love that. Kids are like, nah. Mm. I think that's the same for cereals now, though, too, isn't it? Because, you know, we do treat our children to some sugary cereals every now and then. I, I think I've only ever scanned codes. I don't think there's toys in cereal either. Hmm. Oh, that's, that's sad. That's a rip. That's terrible. That's yeah. too bad, yeah. I, I feel like we should probably pour out a, a bottle of Snoopy Snow Cone syrup in memory <laughs> surprise <laughs> inside of Cracker Jacks. One for the homies. Yeah. That's right. Uh, John, yeah. just to make you feel a little bit better, there is a group out there that okay. covets Cracker Jack prizes as much as you do. There 
is a website that I found in doing the research, Cracker Jack Collectors Association. Of course. Well, did I just say there's a website where s- yeah, everywhere? There, it's just like, remember when we did the promotional glasses podcast? Yeah, and they yeah, had yeah, that, yeah. That group that did that. Well, a very similar style of group. And you can tell both web pages were probably made by the same web designer in 1984 <laughs> because they are absolutely those old, like, GeoCities kind of websites or mm-hmm. something like that. Yep. But And it's not very functional. But it's got some interesting notes on it, and you can apparently join the association, and maybe you get. And I can more imagine a gallery of toys. But yeah, maybe pictures of little toys that I yeah. have thrown away in I my mean, years. I tried to look through the different decades of toys because I wanted to find a lot of toys in Cracker Jacks, and maybe it's if you join. But right now, when I went to go click on the links, all you get is the when you click the, a link, you just get the image blown up. It doesn't take you into another page. So oh. I'm guessing that's behind some kind of paywall or something. But it doesn't even <laughs> mention the. Page well, which is why it's a very well-run website. But <laughs> you would never know. So the, the one prize you hmm. seek on the Cracker Jack website is also gone now, too. Yeah, right? Yeah. Yep. No kidding. Yeah. yeah. I think I read the most coveted, well, in terms of value anyway, a prize they ever gave away in Cracker Jacks was they had trading cards, like we talked about from Serial, uh-huh. and they had a Ty Cobb Cracker Jack ball player trading card. Wow. Oh man. Sold at auction $350,000. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that doesn't surprise no, me. No, it doesn't me either. I mean, mm-hmm. when you start looking at the Honus Wagner, the Ty Cobbs, the rarity mm-hmm. of some of those cards from the early days of baseball. Yeah, yeah. 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 Before we leave this last segment in food prizes and toys. I think let's do one of our round tables where what is your favorite toy that you remember having, whether you used it or not, or you coveted it or not, that you remember finding or getting or enjoying out of a food package? Will, let's start with you. Which one do you recall most fondly? Yeah. And this is, this is going back to, this was my mail away. Hopefully that counts. Um, and I'm okay. going to see my, my uh, Tony the Tiger iron on because something about it that had me keep it all these years and uh, keep it safe. Mm, and maybe I'll, great. maybe I will iron it on one day. Although I imagine if I, soon as I unfold it, it'll just turn to dust. But um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I never used it, but something about it uh, made it uh, continue to be valuable to me, you know, what, 40 years later. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's awesome. George, how about you? Favorite you remember? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm going to list this one as my favorite only because it's the one that I attempted to use the most and from the widest variety of places. And that were tattoos. I got them in Cracker Jacks. I got them in cereal okay. boxes, got them everywhere. And I don't know why. And to this day, I don't have a single tattoo on my body. I don't want a permanent one. But those little get them wet kind of tattoo things that you would jam on your oh, skin. Yeah, to get, make the, right. Slide the backing off once they were yeah. all wet thing. Yeah. And transfer right. the terrible ink over to your hand. And of course, you know, being a boy <laughs> with hairy arms. I'm sure it's totally safe too. Wasn't great for, you know, didn't turn out that well, but I love those tattoos. Every time I would get those, I tried to use them. Some of the other toys you get and you keep, or maybe you play with for a little while, but tattoos, man, I was all over those things. Was it? The one I remember most fondly that I wouldn't even talk about here yet, but I just kind of remember it as we were thinking of what's the the best. And it's one that I always used a little bit, even more so than the little Frisbee I talked about. I think it was in Honeycomb. They had this, like a little periscope that you could, there was a little, two little mirrors in it right you could like look around the corner but not Mm, really because it was only about two inches long (laughs) right it was weird to look in yeah you know what i'm talking about oh yeah it was such a neat little thing that like i'm a spy or like you know it's a secret agent because it was mirrors and it changed your perceptions it's kind of like the magic of a kaleidoscope right it's like when i look through it it's not what i expect to see it's around Mm. a corner and it kind of looks wavy and stuff but yeah i think that little that little periscopey thing was mine mo how about you favorite one you remember oh that has to be like the uh rubber band cars because 
because okay. it was one of the few the that actually worked. Right. <laughs> you know? Cool. And I just remember just spending hours and hours just racing these things up and down you know, the hallway drive my parents crazy, especially when they stepped on them. Gotcha. Oh, okay, we'll be right back right after this break. Stick around. What do you call a kid who can die like that? You call that kid a crackerjack. And what do you call a kid who gives the ball a whack? You call that kid a crackerjack. And what do you call a snack with a secret toy surprise in the back? Peanuts and popcorn that make your lips smack. It's caramel coated crackerjack. When you're really good, they call you crackerjack. If there was anything in this show you'd like to learn more about, the show notes which accompany each episode are full of links to click and explore. Catch up on past episodes and get pinged every time a new one's released by subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts. And you know, iTunes reviews help more than you know. So if you haven't yet, please rate and review us in the iTunes app. And if you have a friend who isn't yet listening, why not? Tell them about us. They'll thank you later. You're our fourth listener, and we'd love to read your emails right here on the show. So hit us up at podcast at genxgrownup.com. And finally, Gen X Grown Up is more than just this podcast. Our YouTube channel has hundreds of videos ready for you to enjoy. Plus, you can find our entire body of work on genxgrownup.com. Well, as soon as we're done recording this, I've got to go out and find where I can get a new wacky wall walker to throw against my sliding glass door. <laughs> but before we leave the show, I have to thank you, Will, for joining us for this uh, backtrack, looking back on these things. Thank you so much for being here, man. Oh, it's my absolute pleasure. It's always uh, fun to go down uh, memory lane. You've been a great addition here for the show and uh, helping us reminisce. I want you to tell everybody where they can find your show, The Idiots. Oh, yeah, sure. It's... Uh... <laughs> Uh, you can find us at our website, theidiotspod.com, which is 80ITS. It's a portmanteau of 80s and idiots, because the two of us that host this are <laughs> not necessarily experts on anything, but uh, we still every week endeavor to prove the 1980s was the best decade for pop culture. And our show is available on Apple, Spotify, Pandora, and anywhere podcasts can be found. It sounds like you had that well rehearsed, and you've said that more than once before, so great. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a great show. I listen to the idiots. They have great guests all the time. They always have guests. Oh, yeah, yeah. Great stuff. We listened to one recently where you had Howard Scott Warshaw on, who wrote oh, Yard's yeah. Revenge and E.T., one of the best and worst Atari games. Great stuff over at the 80s. You should absolutely check them out. Thanks again for being here, Will. Thank you, guys. Before we leave, we always like to take just a second here at the end to give our gratitude to the patrons who support us financially over on Patreon.com. And I'm talking to you guys. <gasps> Tony, Stubaka, David, Greg, L, Travis, Shelby, Levi, Greg, Z, Ben, Adam, Butterspider, Chad, T2, Davis, Matt, Dana, Uno, Clay, Lee, Stian, Mark, Agile, Marcus, Jonathan, H, Dan, Stu, Monkey, Slowmo, Arlem, Chet, Thomas, Mike, C, Blasted, Stash, and Sean, Miso, Jason, and New. Since we last spoke, Chris has joined us as a hey, patron Chris. over at patreon.com. Thank you for joining us. If you would like to follow Chris's lead and join us, Mo, would you tell the fine fourth listeners how they can do that? Sure. It's really, really easy. Just go to genxgrownup.com slash Patreon, and it'll take you to the Patreon site. And there you kind of pick whatever level you're comfortable at. When you get to the little higher levels, we have a lot of behind the scenes and extra mm -hmm. content mm -hmm. that we'd like to give out. And then even higher levels, we have some swag. And also, I want to mention that we also have another way that you can help support us, and that's through YouTube memberships. And right. we like to personally thank all of those people and we have marcus blasted and stash it miss so mike b doc mike m t2 stubaka and mike c so mm -hmm. we really want to thank them for taking a few bucks and helping support our channel through youtube means the world to us thanks mo for that we'll be back in two weeks with another backtrack but next week with a regular edition of our show until then i am john george thank you so much for being here yes sir mo you know i appreciate you buddy always fun man will thanks again for being here and join us my pleasure we will talk to you next time Bye-bye. See you guys. Take care, everybody. No life, no fun. <laughs>
Gen X Grown Up is a member of the Evergreen Podcast family. Learn more at evergreenpodcasts.com. Unacceptable for grown ups. Your dinner cannot just be french fries. Basically, life sucks as a grown up. I don't That's remember. Right. Like, okay, no, no, please. No, please. <laughs> no, please. Somebody no, you can talk. Damn, no, right. I, I, so, yeah, good. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to mute myself. Shut up. I'm, I'm muting myself. Shut up. I'm shutting up. Go ahead, go. Hi, this is comedian and writer, and let's be honest, I do a lot of things. This is Dean Archipotus, the host of Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. Yes, we drink and talk about whiskey, but we do so much more with so many interesting people. For example, we talk to comedians like Greg Warren. You know, I don't want to brag, but let's just say I can walk into a Red Lobster and get whatever. You know, I think the pause right there is probably more important than the word. Amazing athletes like boxing champion Buster Douglas. When a fighter's down and he's looking for his mouthpiece instead of trying to get up. That's when I knew it was over. Yeah, yeah. right? And yes, Bigfoot chasers. Do you believe in Bigfoot? And if so, does he really eat beef jerky? <laughs> the Bigfoot thing is people have seen these and, and I've seen a lot of compelling evidence about it. It's Whiskey Business with Dino Tripotis. Join us for what we call a good conversation with a good pour. You really can't ask for much more than that, can you, people? Check us out at whiskeybusinesspod.com, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network.